Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Episode four of the Bagels and Locks podcast with David Santola. My name is Chase Podorski. Uh, and I just want to say right from the outset, um, I believe in David, you can correct me if I'm wrong, at the conclusion of last week's show, I set the over-under for myself uh, for Coors Light's consume the day of a Rockies game at seven and a half. Does that sound right? Yeah, but honestly, it sounds a little high overall as you do it. So this is where we had a discrepancy. Bryce and I discussed this on our podcast earlier in the week. Um, and I probably had seven total beers, two or three of which were tall boys at the game itself. So what oh, I think the overheads, the overheads. Interesting. He thought seven beers or seven beers. No, it's seven beers is 84 ounces. If you're, if you're over 90 ounces, it hits. Okay. Metric system. All right. That's a little bit of redemption for me. Um, last week I went three and two year to date. I'm seven and eight, so uh, slightly below 500. Not too crazy. Uh, Rams minus two and a half at the Patriots hit. 49ers minus one and a half at the Broncos did not hit. Um, let me tell you, watching that game in Denver at a Broncos bar, the Broncos fans were cheering, and, and I almost wanted to just say to them, like, look, I get it, guys, you're winning, but your quarterback is making Daniel Jones look like Patrick Mahomes right now. That game is ugly. Uh, over 52 and a half in the Bills Dolphins game that did not hit. Uh, Rams minus three and a half at the Cardinals that did hit, and the Kansas Jayhawks minus seven and a half, four and oh, 35 27 victory against Duke. I'll be going back to the Kansas well in a little bit, but I will let you recap your picks last week first. So, wait, wait, what, what was that record? Is that three and uh, two? Three and two, seven and eight to date. Seven and eight to date. I would certainly take that. Um, for I think the third, well, no, this is only week three. So for the second consecutive week, I was two and three, um, which is really doing a number on my record. So um, I won Denver plus one and a half. This was my Lakshmir of the week. So it should account for two, maybe. I don't make the rules. Um, and I won Ohio State minus 19. I absolutely crushed that pick. I told I you all the spread should have started with a three, and it was. For the record, you literally do make the rules, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, that's fair. I, I have made all of these rules to date, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, and then I told you all that hungry home dogs run faster. Um, in in reality, hungry home dogs are, um, are, are home dogs for a reason. And I lost two out of the three of those. So Arizona plus three and a half, Washington plus six and a half. Um, both got beaten pretty handily, so the, neither covered. And then um, Kirk Cousins, man, I fucking hate that guy. I, I just, he's the worst. Whatever you want him to do, he does the opposite. Um, they're driving down the field. I just need him to kick a field goal, and then I felt pretty good about them winning it overtime. And he throws a, a magical touchdown to win them the game by four and not cover Minnesota minus six. So that was kind of a, just a brutal Kirk Cousins moment. I hate trusting that guy to do the right thing. I hate trusting him to do the wrong thing. Dave, what did um, we learn from uh, last year? You never trust an unvaccinated quarterback one way or the other. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got burned on Wentz this week too. So maybe I just stick with the, the truly vaccinated QBs going forward. Um, so yeah, that brings me to two and three on the week and a really, really gross five and 10 on the year. Um, so a, a long mountain to climb for the rest of the year. And then an update on our guests. Fucking Ant, dude. Ant went four and one last week. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I was, when we, when we decided we were going to do guests for this season, thought it would be nice to see how we stack up against the public. But I was super worried that the public was going to crush us after our records last year. And it's happening because our guests are now at 10 and five. The exact inverse of me. Um, the good side is if you want to make some money, being a guest on this show has proven to be a really, really good way to do that. So, you know, maybe we get like, uh, I don't know, someone big next week. Speaking of guests, I have my, our next guest sitting beside me. This is a man who uh, I live with, A, and B, do another podcast with. Uh, this week, he has a segment um, that will truly be unique for the show. It is not something that David and I are all equipped to talk about. And in fact, when I brought it up to David, he was surprised and said, I thought we would be talking about baseball. Uh, needless to say, he's a man of many words, many talents. He's about to do the Collinsworth slide into our Zoom. Uh, Bryce Holden, welcome to the Bagels and Locks podcast. Hey, Chase. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Um, excited to talk NASCAR. I don't get enough, many opportunities to do it. Chase actually usually shuts me down from talking NASCAR around the home. Hold off on talking about it until the end, but yes. But- not to, sh- not to shut you down around the hall. <laughs> he shuts me and say, this is what happens every time. But he invited me on for this specific reason, and I can't wait. All right, so we will jump right into our football picks of the week. Um, I have like seven NFL games that I like the first, and then I just parred that down to three. Um, so I'm going to go two college football games first. The Kansas Jayhawks, they're 4-0. Big game this week at Iowa State. Matt Campbell's Florida with the Nebraska job. Brock Purdy's in the NFL. My boy Wilson, a quarterback for Kansas, is making some Heisman noise. Roll Jayhawks, roll. Kansas plus three versus Iowa State. Kansas goes to 5-0, and one win away from being bowl eligible as they look to rise to the cream of the crop in the Big 12 under Lance Leopold. They're getting points at home. I mean, I don't know. After last week's win, I was kind of thinking they were legit. This line says that they are not. I actually, I wish, I wish they were giving points and I would feel more comfortable with this bet. If that makes any sense. I agree. It might be a I little bit like fishy. Vegas knows they suck. It might be a little bit fishy. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer and it's probably why I lose so many bets of, you know, keep riding it until they prove you wrong. So they won me last week. We're going to ride the Jayhawk train until it falls off. Jayhawks plus three. You know, we have, we have opposite strategies there. You chase your wins. I'm even worse. I chase my losses, which is in Gamblers Anonymous. Um, that's the first thing they tell you not to do. So when a team like Miami beats me two weeks in a row, I don't, I don't keep betting against them. I bet on them and, and surely just in time for them to, uh, you know, lose a big one on, on national TV in about 30 minutes from this recording. Um, so I'm taking Miami plus four at Cincinnati tonight. Um, I think I've, I've talked to at least five people who've used the word rat on this line as early as Tuesday, even when we didn't know if, if Tua and Waddle are going to play and they're going to. So, I mean, you could 
put this squarely in the box of what is Vegas thinking? What do they know? But I'm going to just not overthink it. And I'm going to take what might be the best football team in the whole country getting four points on national TV against the Bengals team that can't protect their quarterback and looks only okay. I took Dolphins plus 165. So I, that's how I feel about that. I think what you said at the end hits now and I had both offenses are prolific. You know, you, you have two of the best four wide receivers in the NFL on the field right now. And then Waddle and T Higgins probably make up two of the top 15 from there. Um, but I think what you said about the Burrow O-line, the Dolphins defense is, I would say, what's not getting enough love. I mean, that Bills offense looked super powered up until last week, and they held them to 19 points, I believe. Yeah, but Chase, look at the box where the Bills put up a ton of yards. That's fine. Ben, don't break. Eventually, you're going to snap. Not this week. I just, these Thursday night games always scare me, so I tend to reside with the home team on Thursday nighters. Just that short week, you don't want to deal with the travel. You don't really know what's going on down in Florida with the hurricane. Could be some things not we're not aware of. Uh, all the signs to me point to Bengals. They're the more desperate team. And I don't trust teams coming off that big statement. Win. Seems like the Dolphins, they may have peaked too early. Is that your official pick? My official pick. That's one of your five? Are you using one of your five picks on that? I just, Yeah, I am. Because I just really talked myself into it. I liked everything I did. <laughs> All right. So, generally, we don't do money line for favorites. You're taking Bengals minus four? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I will go with pick number two here. Going back to college football, I'm taking another dog. I'm taking the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm taking my basketball blue blood plus seven versus Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is a good team. Lane Kiffin has his team rocking and rolling uh, with Jackson Dart, a quarterback. Um, they also have a good running back transfer whose name eludes me right now. It's not Zach Evans, I don't think, but it might be for TCU. I just think Ole Miss hasn't played anybody yet. Kentucky went into Gainesville, won that game. Uh, look, a very convincing um, 4-0 so far. I get why this is plus seven, but, you know, if there's one defensive coach that I think can match up and lane offensively, it's Mark Stoops. I think those guys are going to be ready to play. And ultimately what I think is going to be a close game, I'll take the team with the points, Kentucky plus seven. I don't get why this line is seven. It feels like it should be three or four. Right. But I don't know. I've never, I haven't watched an Ole Miss game this year. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to hammer. Will Levis, future Giants quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Kentucky kid. I don't know. I heard he's going to go too early for us, but. No, he's goofy and white. We'll get him for sure. Perfect. Another one. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen Ole Miss play. So I'm, I'm not going to, and this line feels huge, which makes me want to bet it less again. Weird week of lines, honestly. Yep. Pick number two for you. What do we got? I'm taking a game that's near and dear to my heart, and I never, ever take games that I'm emotionally wagered on, but I'm going to do it this week. Uh, Taking North Carolina State plus seven at Clemson. Um, Everybody knows that Wake played Clemson last week, double overtime. It was an absolute heartbreaker for me. I didn't speak for about two hours afterward. Um, I think we found out that during that game, then Wake is good. But I think we also saw that Clemson's pretty banged up and maybe not as good offensively um, or defensively as, as we thought they would be. State's kind of got their number, and seven points is a lot of points. So I really need them to win as a Wake Forest fan. Um, but I think I also like them as a, as a bet. I think both of your points give me pause there because I think on one end, NC State, Devin Leary, preseason Heisman quarterback. Uh, I think the offense is legit. 
I think what scares me, the flip side is Clemson did lose to NC State last year. Um, and they are coming off a big win, which leads me to think Dabo is going to have them ready to run through a wall. All that said, though, I feel similar to my analysis for Kentucky Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a close game. Take the team with the points. Yeah, I mean, Clemson doesn't lose at home a lot. Um, and I, if you're betting this game like I'm going to, I would keep an eye on the health of Clemson's secondary. If they're still going to play a lot of those rookies that got killed last week, I, I'd feel much better about NC State than if, uh, if some of their guys get healthy. Can I also do a betting screw you real quick before we do Bryce's third pick? Uh, if Kareem Hunt had scored a touchdown last week, Bryce and I had same game parlays where I would have won six hundred dollars and he would have won six grand. Ooh, bad beat. Bad yeah, beat, bad I mean that Kareem Hunt touchdown, the Browns, everything would have still had to play out as it did. Uh, the Browns still would have needed that really gimmicky score at the end, which is a one in a million. I guess I, I here's a man who's talked himself into losing six grand is not that bad. I, I wish I had that talent. You, 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 good work. I mean, when you, I don't like to think of it that way. We try to focus on the positives. Here, I think right? of yeah. it as I only lost $5 here, here in Midtown. Uh, what do you got for your second pick this week? I mean, you, you were talking negatively about Kirk Cousins earlier, but that's primetime Kirk Cousins. Early morning, Across the pond, Kirk Cousins, uh, Vikes minus three against the Saints. I just think the Saints offense is wrong. Losing Sean Payton seems like it really meant more. You can't just replace him with Dennis Allen, even though he was on the staff as long as he was. Uh, Jameis back off the ACL, but still, the year, the year coming back from injury isn't where you really return. It's the year after the year where you see it for most, and Jameis isn't it. Uh, Something's wrong with the Saints team, and this Vikings team hasn't really strung together a great performance since week one, where they, I mean, even the second half there, they kind of took their foot off the gas. But Justin Jefferson's due for a really big game. Uh, and I, I just think that three points is – when I see three, it, it essentially means pick them to me. So I don't mind laying the three there. I just think the Saints aren't very good for me at the end of the day. Um, I have a question with you or for both of you. Do you, if you are traveling overseas in 2022, need to show proof of vaccination? Um, you need to, sh I believe so. I don't know when I, so how was Kirk Cousins playing? I guess not. Good point. Maybe he's on a work authorization. Just food for thought. Oh. I didn't realize this game was, uh, was in London. Yeah, 9.30 a.m. You're going to have to set an alarm. Which I, I would never, ever set an alarm to watch the Vikings play the Saints this year. I don't know if you've ever set an alarm in your life, having known you for quite some time. That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think this being in London makes me like the Vikings a little more, but I don't know. I'm, Who did the Vikings I'm, play I'm, last week? Detroit. Okay, so for whatever it's worth, is Lattimore healthy for the Saints? Yes. I ignore this analysis. I was going to give a top corner analysis. I'm going to move on to my third pick. Uh, switching to the NFL, I'm going to go to the NFC East on this one. I'm going to go Cowboys minus three versus the Commanders. Um, Cooper Rush, anyone who thinks he should replace Dak, moron. But to me, Cooper Rush, we're seeing the second coming of, at a minimum, this guy's going to have a Chase Daniel-like career. He'll stick around for a long time. Smart guy. Can fill in when needed for a couple games a year. 
you know, the run game looks solid. They get Michael Gallup back. But to me, this is as simple as the commanders, A, under Carson Wentz offensively, meh. The Eagles mollywopped them last week. But B, there's just no way they're stopping Michael Parsons. It's as simple as that. Um, him and Demarcus Lawrence looked great against the Giants last week. The commander's line is not significantly better than the Giants. Um, I like the Cowboys to move to three and one after this week. Hate it. I hate it. I hate everything about it. First, I always hate betting on the Cowboys. Second, I hate betting on the Cowboys and they're getting points with Cooper Rush at quarterback. You're right. They're going to sack Carson Wentz like 15 times, but it's not going to matter. This is going to be a close game and I'm not taking a favorite in this game. Uh, we'll see. I, this is not my pick. I'm not taking, I'm, I'm staying away from that crap. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see it. It's going to be bad TV, but I, if I'm going to bet it, I'm going to take the commanders. Fair enough. Any thoughts on this game? I really, I don't like any of Chase's analysis either, but I really don't like Carson Wentz. So I agree. I'll agree with Chase, not an official pick. All right. Official pick. I knew I was going to like having you on the show, Bryce. I, I need you to say I disagree with all of Chase's analysis a couple more times to really get my you'll, – you'll start to be a recurring guest if you keep saying that. Hey, hey before we make uh, our second picks, question for you, Dave. I asked this to Bryce. Because, um, look, I'm not saying you ever want me to necessarily win in fantasy, but I'd like to think you want me to beat Carasino this week. Yeah, yeah, he was talking a lot of shit today, so. Would you start Burrow or Tua tonight if you were me in our league? Our league? Ooh, you got like 10 minutes to figure that out. I got um, Burrow in right now. It seems like the consensus was Broadway Joe Burrow. I think I'd take Tua. Burrow's going to get hit a lot. Howard's playing. Waddle's playing. Go with Tua. I, I took Burrow. Again, everything I said about the home team. All right, I'll flip a coin before kick. It's, it's fine. Uh, Dave, what's your third pick this week? Third pick, Detroit minus four at home against Seattle. Um, don't overthink this one. Seattle's bad. Detroit looks solid. Uh, they should win by at least a touchdown. Yep, I have that as my fourth pick. Um, I know they let Geno cook. And Geno, I, I mean, again, I was against the Falcons, but Geno looked like a real quarterback. Uh, this is actually the 10th anniversary of Geno. What did I say? It was like 465 yards and eight it touchdowns was- against Baylor. Like some ludicrous number. Uh, I said it in my Bill Simmons voice, so you know I meant business. but. This Lions team looks good, man. I mean, uh, Jeffrey Okuda looked like a real shutdown. 686 yards. 686 yards. That's a lot. Okuda looked like a real shutdown corner last week against Jefferson. Dan Campbell hasn't fired up. The offense looks good. I think Jamal Williams, if slips out, is going to run wild. Go Detroit. Happy we're in agreement on, on one for once. This feels, feels like a guaranteed loser for our you listeners. Got, you got this game on your list, or what's your third pick if not? Um, it's not that I have the Titans getting three and a half at Indy. I just think those are two very bad teams right now, but the Vikings are, or not the Vikings, the Titans. I'm sorry. The Titans are more, the Titans are just, they're, they're a better roster. The Colts are paying the guard 15, 20 million a year. That's not a good way to build a roster. Matt Ryan's a shell of himself. Matt Ryan's playing like a shell of Carson Wentz right now in Indianapolis. And that's about as that's about as harsh as I can criticize a quarterback. So at the end of the day, the Colts defense had they won. I think their win against Kansas City was their give it all they had game. Give it all they, you got. And they have nothing left in the tank for this one. They both teams coming off wins. Tennessee has owned the Colts of late. They went into their building and took it from them last year. 
Uh, I just trust what Brabel has down there. When in doubt, I'll give me Derrick Henry running all over. I just think the Colts last week, as great as of a win as a great of a win as it was, so much had to go right. I mean, that first touchdown they scored was when Sky Moore muffed a punt to basically start the game. They had their backup kicker Amendola, who missed a, I believe, a field goal and an extra point. Um, and look, credit to the Colts; he played great D in the second half. But again, a lot had to go right for them to win that game. The Chiefs don't usually make those mistakes. Yeah, give me give me Derrick Henry plus three and a half. I could use him running wild this week. Yeah, this that would be my lean as well. But I do think the Titans suck. If if uh, if, if our listeners recall, I canceled them on last week's podcast, so they're canceled, and I'm forbidden from betting on them. But if I was going to bet this game, that's probably who I'd I think the Jag. We talked about it last week. They're plus three hundred. I think the Jaguars are going to win this division. And they're probably the favorite now. So we we were annoyed that they were like plus one fifty. We should have bet them because they're going to be way way. They just look like I know Herbert and Keenan were hurt last week, but they just looked like a real team. It's amazing what an adult in the room will do, and uh, when your coach flies home with the team. Dave, fourth pick. What do you got? I got Chargers minus five at Houston in a get right game. Um, who doesn't like a get right game? I love a get right game. Lose to a shitty team, get blown out, get right the next week against the Houston Texans, put up a million points, something that starts with a four or five. Herbert for five touchdowns. I like a lot of parlays in here, a lot of single games for Herbert passing yards, Herbert touchdowns, receiving yards, Eckler yards, whatever. So I'm all over this one. And this is my Bagels and Lock Schmear of the Week. Slater's hurt, Bose is hurt, Herbert's banged up, but my boy Keenan, my life partner Keenan Allen's coming back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, just don't overthink it. The Texans suck. They do suck. I, I, I almost feel it's like last week, the te- or last year when the Texans were like in games with Davis Mills. They actually beat the Chargers. We like kind of let it go, and we were like, oh, this is great. It's Texans are competitive. Now it's like, okay, you had an offseason. It's year two for Davis Mills. It's like, oh, you're just look bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, why didn't you do something about this? Like, there's there's 15 backup quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than the guy you're trotting out there every week. Um, feels feels like poor management. Should have signed Cooper Rush. Cooper, the Cooper Rush show is going to come down to a quick implosion, and the roof's going to cave in. It's going to happen this weekend. I think you're, you said Chase Daniel. He might be more Brock Osweiler. Brock Lobster. Uh, who's your fourth pick? My fourth pick. Uh, I know last week you were in on the home dogs, so I'm going to fade that again. Bills minus three in Baltimore. The Bills are the best team in football. I don't care that they lost last week. They still put together a great game uh, from like a statistical standpoint. They just didn't get in the end zone enough. Uh, the way Josh Allen is moving the ball, he's unstoppable. And every week seems like Baltimore has another injury. It does if Dobbins is back this week, doesn't that won't bother me in the slightest. Give me the Bills minus three. That's an easy, that's an easy number for them to cover. Lamar Jackson, if the season ended right now, would be my pick for the MVP. Um, he's carrying that team. I, I just think they're D. They just have no secondary. I think Josh is gonna light them up. Um, I think this will be a close game. I think it's gonna be a fun and exciting game. And the fact that this year we get Allen and Lamar and Allen and Mahomes by like week seven is, as a football fan, incredible. Um, but I think the Bills are going to be pissed. Ken Dorsey's definitely going to be pissed. He was breaking shit in the press box. Um, so I like the Bills to bounce back. I think the Ravens keep this close, but ultimately both offenses are great. I just think the Bills have a substantial advantage defensively. 
What do you guys think about the over 52 and a half? I, I think I like it, but that's a I big number. I think it's number. the exact same over as it was in the Bills Dolphins last week. I like this. I know, over I know. I like this one more. Chase mentioned the, uh, I like it. Chase mentioned a Ravens beat up secondary. The Bills losing both their safeties is humongous. And it's great and for. And Lamar over. looks really good. So that's a good point. And it is great for over betters. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to take the over here, not as an official pick, but as a, maybe I make a little bit of money for once pick. All right, my fifth and final pick. Bryce actually had to correct me because I wrote down these lines this morning and it's moved um, three points since then. You're going to give me Patrick Mahomes with points. I don't care who they're playing. Taking it every single time. Chiefs plus one versus the Bucks. Bucks shit the bed last week. It's the only way to describe it. I know Brady was missing Evans and Godwin, but that offense looked real bad. I know Brady's the greatest of all time, but Mahomes is going to be angry. Brady beat him last time in a big game. Beat him in the Super Bowl. They played last year, I think. Who beat him? Who won? Brady, I think. Brady's got Mahomes' number. He's due for a win. He's pissed coming off of a loss. Um, And if you want to prop for it, I'll take um, Hardman to score a touchdown and Ronald Jones over 40 yards rushing. I think taking Chiefs prop bets every week, I get so frustrated that Kelsey to score a touchdown is minus odds. Like to the book's credit, he scores a touchdown seemingly every week. Well, the problem is their go-to goal line play is the shuffle pass to Kelsey. Mahomes just goes, eh. I, I love the Chiefs. I debated making this an official pick, but I didn't want to put that type of pressure on Patrick. Like, so I mean, kind of you. I mean, the Chiefs <laughs> are – it's fascinating to watch because the – the three of us have watched on the couch for the last five years. And Travis Kelsey is open on every single play. And we would pro- – I mean, I feel – I'd hope that you two would agree cover that guy. It just seems impossible to do. Travis Kelsey running routes is like the guy who was A when you ran four verticals at Madden for the GameCube. And it's like if you're playing him, you know he's coming over the middle and you know the other guy's throwing to it, and there's just nothing you can do. Yeah, I mean, look, I got him on my fantasy team, so he's a lock to uh, never score again or get hurt at some point this year. But, I mean, I had to take a tight end in the second round to get him. I think that says everything. What's your second pick, though, or your fifth pick? I don't know why I said second. Last pick. It's because you said second round. Final pick, um, I'm taking the Cardinals plus one and a half away against the Panthers. Panthers stink. Um, Baker Mayfield stinks. Lock this line in now, too, because McCaffrey may not play. And if they're playing with Deonta Foreman, they're going to get smoked. Yeah, I mean, he's their entire offense. If he doesn't play, this is the kind of game where the Cardinals look really good and everybody's like, oh, like, Kyler's a guy. Like, they're going to be a wild card team. And this is the year they finally make some noise. Cliff's actually a good coach. He's not. I mean, they never, they'll they blow Kingsbury a big game. Kingsbury was a, a shitty coach. college coach. I think he's he said this last week. He's a shitty pro coach. Kyler is a bad coach. Plays in the dirt. This is the kind of game where he looks good um, sure. against the, maybe a worse pro coach. So I, I like this good, one a lot. Good college coach, though, Matt Ruley. Yeah, he turned around all those teams. Great. I have a question for you guys. This came up when I was in Denver and amongst a group of like 30 people. We were talking about that we were out to the Cardinals game, talking about how Kingsbury sucks. Who do you guys think is the best-looking coach in the NFL? Because obviously a lot of people's answers is Kingsbury. Brian Dable. 
Okay. <laughs> Seconded. The the consensus like top, however many were uh, Kingsbury. Lafleur came up a bunch. Um, you know who I, I I threw out there like not traditionally handsome, but like football player handsome, Mike Vrabel. <laughs> like rugged, you know what I mean? Like Brian Dable. Dable looks like he drives a truck. Some people are. He does that. drive a truck. Don't touch my truck. It, that and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Chase Handsome NFL Coach Power Rankings brought to you by Bovada Sportsbook. I'm trying to think who else. I feel like I'm forgetting at least a couple. McVay. Oh yeah, McVay. Even though he looks like Ethan Andrews, I feel like Sirianni's decent looking. Chase, you're about to name half the league. See these guys every Sunday. All right, what's your fifth and final pick? Um, the one I'm most confident is Cleveland minus one in Atlanta. I think Cleveland's good and Atlanta's bad. I don't know if I would go so far as to say Cleveland is good, but I think Atlanta's bad and Cleveland's good enough. What What was this line? Sorry, I missed it. Minus one. Cleveland minus one. Yeah, if the line was bigger, I'd hate it because the Falcons are just playing close games. That just feels like what they're going to do this year. Um, I agree that they're bad. I'm not so sure Cleveland's good, so I'll probably stay away. Actually, change my mind. I'm taking the Falcons. I don't like that pick. Cleveland off – it's a lot, a lot of extra rest for Cleveland too. Cleveland has a mini bye this week since they play. Oh uh, yeah, the but the Falcons are frisky, frisky. Frisky sounds like you're just trying to say bad, but don't have the courage to say it. No, 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 no. It's like no, when no. a Jewish mother describes a girl as, "Oh, she's nice." It's, it's. I don't have the courage to say good, but I like them. They're All frisky. Right, so, they play close games. So for our guest segment. Um, I don't really know when this happened. You know, Bryce and I moved in together June 1st, so sometime between June 1st and today. But happened June 3rd. June 3rd. There you go. He's got a specific date. Um, Bryce became a big NASCAR fan, and the – is it the Sprint Cup still, or what is it called nowadays? Not that big Not that big a NASCAR All right, I, we'll call, I think it's the Monster Energy. Group. We'll call it the Sprint Cup. Um, is down to what, the last eight for NASCAR? Like I said, not that big a NASCAR. All right, we'll call it the but last eight. I just eight. like betting on but regardless, this week is the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway, home of the film Talladega Nights. Ricky Bobby, count on him, Jr. Uh, Bryce, give us some analysis on who you uh, like to come out of Talladega. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Be- before this starts, I want to give people some background on what happened here. Chase and Bryce host the Underdog MLB show. They're on like 350 episodes, and it's a very real podcast. That's why this show sounds so professional and well put together every week is because a, Chase is a, a tenured podcaster. That's a very generous uh, description, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. I said, let's get Bryce on. Let's do a little underdog MLB crossover. We're about to walk into the playoffs. Chase said, awesome, let's do it. And then he said, Bryce doesn't want to talk baseball. He wants to talk NASCAR. And I said, absolutely, fuck yeah. I didn't realize it was Talladega this week, but I'm pretty excited to do this instead of baseball. So Bryce, Go for it. All right. So what I've learned betting NASCAR this season is it's one of the e- it's one of the easier sports to predict because you're not as much betting on human error. You're actually betting on machines. And the way that each machine is designed, they play they play better on certain tracks. When you look back at how the NASCAR race at Talladega went earlier this season, uh, Chevrolet finished one two. So that means I would take any sort of props featuring Chevrolet if you can get another Chevrolet. Chevrolet to win, that's a plus odds. I take that. I would take 
yeah, really just Chevrolet. That's the best one you can get. Chevrolet one, two, or Chevrolet top three, or one, two, and three. That's kind of dicey because there are drivers I like in Fords this week. Uh, Who drives the Chevrolet? Well, that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to take the winner. I'm going to take all, Ross Chastain. He's currently second in the Sprint Cup Monster Cup standings. There's so, no way it's Monster Cup. I think it's Monster Cup. I think you just picked the most hick thing you could think of. I didn't say the Skull Cup. I said the Monster Cup. Who is this Ross Chastain? Ross Chastain. He's second behind Logano right now in points. So I would, if I had to pick one winner, it would be Chastain in the Chevy. Uh, Logano's one of the co-favorites at plus 1,200. I'd rather, I'd rather take him as a top five finisher uh, just because I, the way he, he didn't run so well in Talladega earlier, I believe he crashed and didn't finish the race. That sort of thing concerns me. His car's been struggling on the longer straightaways this season, um, and that's not going to fly at a track like Talladega. But I do like Logano trying to fend off Chastain for that top spot in the standing. The other bet for top three or top five, Denny Hamlin. That's another veteran driver, a lot of experience down at Talladega, knows what he's doing behind the wheel. He's just an educated driver. He makes the right decisions. He knows he has a better sense of his vehicle than the other drivers in the field. I mean, he will make the early pit stop. He'll delay it if he thinks he's going to gain track position. Uh, so Hamlin, top three plus 400 or top five plus 220, along with uh, Chastain to win or whatever you're comfortable. He's a little bit – Chastain is plus 1,500, so it's a little longer odds, but he already won down there, so he's proven he can do it. Take Chastain. Normally we'd interrupt, but that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like poetry. So I have a question for you guys that's like – sort of related to what we just talked about. And it involves somebody all three of us like. Eric Church. Love Eric Church. Talladega Speedway. Where would you rank the song Talladega on your list of favorite Eric Church songs? Top five for sure. Wow, you came in hot there. Top five for sure. It's not number one. But it is in the top. Like Again, I take it. I would probably lay the plus top. I'd probably take it top three plus 400 instead of top five. It's probably three for me. Yeah, it's probably three for me. Yeah. What's what's your one two? Hell of a view. Springsteen. Uh, Springsteen. Springsteen's two for me. I love Give Me Back My Hometown. Oh God, I like that one too. Damn it. I might actually have to watch NASCAR. What 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 time's the race, Bryce? You guys got me all excited about that. Oh, we're not that big of fans, you know? <laughs> two o'clock. Right in the middle of football. Oh, it's on Sunday they run these races? Don't those demographics overlap? Shouldn't I guess they overlap with college football too? Damn. Yeah, demographics overlap. There's stuff. a joke to be made there about NASCAR and a college education and there not being any overlap, but I'm not going to go there. These guys work hard. Um, all right, we'll recap our picks for the week. I got Kentucky minus seven versus Ole Miss, Kansas plus three versus Iowa State, Cowboys minus three versus the Commanders, Chiefs to win versus the Bucks, Lions minus four versus the Seahawks. Dave. I got Dolphins plus four at Cincinnati. That game starts in four minutes. NC State plus seven at Clemson. Uh, Detroit Lions at home against the Seahawks, minus four. Chargers minus five away against the Texans. And Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half at the very bad Carolina Panthers. I went Vikings minus three in London. Wake up early for that. Titans plus three and a half in Indy. Bang or Bills minus three in Baltimore. Bengals minus four tonight. So you'll know by the time you listen if you should even consider the rest of the picks. And the Browns minus one in Atlanta. All right. That's all I got for this week's show. We got football in three minutes, so we'll wrap this up. But any concluding thoughts, guys? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, want, I was looking forward to talking to Mets back up with, uh, with a one-game lead. Pretty excited headed into this big Braves series. We had some Braves talk on the pod a few episodes ago. So, um, you know, I'll be okay losing every one of these picks and all of my money if Mets could just go 3-0 and down in Atlanta this week. I like the Mets to take their dreams. I think two of three. You guys lined up your big three. I forget. I think it's Bassett. I think it's DeGrom, Bassett, Scherzer lined up three in a row. Um, yeah, exactly. If we if we take two of the three, I think we win the division. So I'll, I'll take that all day long. Um, I'll give two baseball shout outs. One to Judge, the, uh, but I'll also give a Mets <laughs> shout out. Pete, 130 RBIs uh, set the Mets record this past week. It's a lot of RBIs. Good for you, man. <laughs> Classic Chase wants to talk about the Yankees, but doesn't want to take too much shit for me. So he's like, I'm going to say something nice about Pete too. I'm going to be the bigger man. The fuck do you I think care? That's you can say whatever you want. My team won the division already. We already know where we're at. I don't care. All, all I'm saying is all this judge, all this judge stuff has just been so nauseating. They were cutting away from the Wake Forest game that to was, show no, us his at-bats. I had to watch him strike out three times for no reason so that he that could be like awful. seventh in the home run record books. It's just no, awful. No argument here. I'll, I'll concede it's dumb. What about you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, and everyone listening, stay healthy. Winter's coming in soon. You know, just stay healthy. With David Santola, with Bryce Holden, my name is Chase Fedorsky. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Shana Tovah.